a snow globe we had yesterday at Lambeau. Nothing could be finer than to beat Carolina. The Packers get it done 24-16 in one of the wildest finishes we've seen in a while. But don't look now, folks, but the Green Bay Packers are the number two seed in the NFC playoff race. That give them a first-round bye divisional game at Lambeau. And, gee, only a couple of wins away from Miami FLA. We got a lot to talk about tonight. The Packer victory. The bye week is at hand. We say hello to the bye, and we're going to bring on a defensive back who's having a really good year for the Packers. Green Bay's own Kevin King will be joining us in a couple of minutes. Matt Z alongside, as usual. Hello there, Matt. Hello, Z. sir. I'd like to start out just by saying happy Veterans Day to any of the veterans yeah, that's the, a good idea. in the crowd that's and everyone listening. Idea. Thank you for your service. Here we go. Yeah, that's awesome. Salute to service pins will be among the items we'll have for fans tonight. And I like that you referred to the game yesterday as the snow globe. Yeah. I really like that. From the ice bowl to the snow globe. It was it was a beautiful game to watch on television. It looked good. Yeah, yeah. I was up in the press box windows, but, you know, it was filtering down and it looked great from there as well. Unless and you were that parachutist who came in at halftime. I understand one guy even missed oh, stadium. Yeah, was, yeah, someone over uh, on uh, yeah the one guy road. almost stuck the landing until he hit the wall. Uh, well, yeah, that was All rough. Right. Okay, that was rough. A little windy, a yeah. little tricky last night, but what a finish uh, to stop Christian McCaffrey on the final snap. Granted, they would have had to still go for two, but nonetheless. Uh, this was a wild, wild game with all kinds of action both ways. I, I'm, I gotta give Matt Lafleur credit to get this team refocused, regrouped after the disaster in Los Angeles. I think Carolina is still a very good team, even now at five and four, a team with a winning record coming in, uh, and uh, they got it done. There are certain moments throughout a season that define what a team is. I think that goal line stand for that defense last night to close out the game in that situation, I, I think that's the defining moment to this point in the season for Not the defense. Not that they're nonchalant about giving right. up 400 yards a game. Sure. And they aren't, obviously, but there is something about this unit, and Kevin will certainly give us some insights about that. Uh, they take it away. In the red zone, got another pick from Tremont yesterday. Uh, fumble recovery from Montrevious Adams. They get pressure on the quarterback. Three sacks of Kyle Allen. I think the Smith boys had seven hits combined between them. Yeah. And how many times did the guy slip out of tackles? I mean, he could have had sacked six or seven times. Uh, and while they give up plays and yards and explosive gains, two for four in the red zone again with the big stop at the finish. Uh, and that is how they are getting it done. They are just refusing to yield when it matters the most. And that's what impresses me about this group. You know, and Coach Lafleur did talk about after the game the whole bend but don't break mentality. And that's the most commonly written article about this defense. Yeah. And the coach said, look, it's not sustainable, but we've got this bye week. We can clean some things up. We'll do some self-analysis, which is what the bye week really is about. Get rested yeah, and look at yourself a little bit more in depth and try to figure out, okay, how can we limit the 20-plus yard plays that we're giving up? They've given up 42 of those types of plays this many? year. Yeah. All right. But you're right. Once you get inside that 20, it's just there's a switch where, all right, we're just going to stop allowing you to make those plays, and we're going to limit your scoring opportunities. And it's if, not the worst way 
to play defense no. if you limit points. And they're still, I think, 10th or 11th. And 11, take the ball uh, away. 12th maybe in scoring defense. Yeah. That's very acceptable, obviously. And offensively, uh, the plan was to run the ball. They ran the ball. Buck yeah. 56, Aaron Jones, another fantastic game with three more touchdowns on the ground, giving him a league-leading 14. Jamal Williams running hard. Aaron Rodgers picking his spots but taking his shots and making some plays downfield. Devontae running downfield routes, a very good sign there. Jimmy Graham with a couple of explosive plays. Good to see. Probably should have had the touchdown if not for his toe-tap and pylon shot that had to be uh, uh, overturned after they took a second look. But nonetheless, uh, another good plan. They knew what was going to work best against Carolina. They carried it out, albeit for that last run before halftime. Uh, but they did, uh, I think, move the ball efficiently enough and still had those aggravating teeth gnashing, ball starts, delay of games, things that, again, are very fixable. Yeah, and I think what should really be exciting as Packers fans is looking at that offense, and Aaron Rodgers touched on it after the game as well, that we've got – enough weapons where we can game plan week to week to attack a defense. We don't have to rely on just Devontae Adams making 10, 11, 12 catches and moving the sticks. We can use multiple guys week to week and keep defenses guessing. Yeah. That's exciting. They, so it, it hasn't been the case no, in the it, past it, several years. That's true. It's a lot to scheme for and a lot to prepare for, and now they've got two weeks to prepare for those still unbeaten San Francisco 49ers, the Niners, and the Patriots, the only other teams in the NFL with eight victories this season after week number 10. Well, let's go to the locker room, shall we, and hear from the boys. And we'll start with the finish. Preston Smith, what did you see on that last play? That he didn't make it in. <coughs> Same thing y'all saw. Yeah. No moss. <laughs> From Preston Smith. Replay booth had to give it a second look, but Panther head coach Ron Rivera wasn't about to be second guessed. Unfortunately, the, 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 the play was close. It was a, it's a game of inches. I'm not going to talk about strategy. All yeah. right. And we won't ask him about the two point conversion. Because it's a either. game of decisions as well. Why go for two in that situation? He said instead his of analytics called for it to go for two. Because right. if they would score again at the end there, they would have needed only a PAT to win the game. Uh, but obviously, you got to make the two way too early to go for two in that situation when they got to their 16th point. But Carolina still drove 88 yards and 35 inches over the final two minutes. Did you measure plus. that? Uh, well, it looked like about an inch <laughs> shy uh, on the last run by McCaffrey. And Tremont Williams said it did give new meaning to this bend but don't break philosophy. Oh, man. I ain't, I ain't never think we was going to get off the field on that one there. But. Uh, it was it was it was big time by our guys. We knew that it was gonna come down to the last seconds. Obviously, they went with their guy, which is Christian McCaffrey, and we and we went with our guys. Our guys made the stop that we need to make. Fackrell yes. really was the one who made the play, and he had to make the play because he was so out of position before the snap. These guys were really uh, disorganized right before Kyle Allen took the snap and gave it to McCaffrey. But if you watch the play again, you'll see somebody yelling to Fackrell. I think it was Blake Martinez, get over into this gap at the left guard position for the Panthers. And he was on his way when the ball was snapped, but that allowed him to get past Craig Van Roten and get a piece of McCaffrey to allow the rest of the guys to get there and finish it up. Very fortunate uh, on that play. A big play fact, right, is what they were calling him after the game, uh, yeah, making yeah. that play. And 
it's overlooked because Preston makes the tackle, gets on his legs. But, yeah, Fackrell blowing that up. Yeah, that he was, was a the huge one that moment. really uh, busted it open. Hey, Tyler Lancaster had another good game. Got his first solo sack of his career. He says it was a thrilling defibrillator finish. I mean, we knew what it, came, it would come down to that. Um, we definitely we love the moments where our blood pressure is high and, and we know that we have to make a play. And, and sure enough, it came down to the last second of the game. So uh, making that play is definitely something that we'll remember forever. At least through the bye, but forever maybe for some <laughs> of those guys, for sure. As for the offense, uh, they took over in the middle quarters uh, without Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown pass. Plan was run heavy, and with the weather turning, is this the way they're going to have to play? I think this was the right formula for this team that we played tonight, but it, it changes. I that's the beauty in what we're doing on offense and with Matt and Hack and those guys, you know, when they put together the plan, it's what do we feel best about this week, and we're going to do that. You know, I said a couple weeks ago, we've learned how to win different ways. You know, we've thrown the ball for 400 yards and a bunch of touchdowns, and we ran the ball. You know, Jonesy has had multiple games with over three touchdowns now. Indeed, not since Jim Taylor's three games of three touchdowns in 62 are we talking about performance like Aaron Jones. But with three more, Aaron now shares the NFL lead with 14 scores. It, it feels very good. Uh, that was one of my goals uh, to start the season. So to going into a bye uh, over halfway through the season and to be leading that is it's big time. But I got to keep it up, got to keep grinding and continue to score touchdowns. Aaron MVP on this team for the Packers, but it's not Rodgers. It is Jones. Absolutely. Well, he shares the league lead with McCaffrey. He's yeah. been getting a lot of MVP run, and Aaron was asked about it yesterday. and said, hey, if McCaffrey's got 14 and is an MVP candidate, why not Aaron Jones? I don't know if he'd ever get it, but he, he has been, I, in my opinion, he has team. been the MVP of this offense. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. Matt LaFleur knew what he was getting when he watched this guy on film and when he worked through the summer, and he put together an offense that is taking Taking advantage of his talents. I don't think there's any question about it. May have been underutilized in the past regime. Not anymore. This guy's been a big-time player for sure. And Jimmy Graham made a couple of plays uh, last night as well. As I said, denied a touchdown, but not the victory. Uh, we have a lot of resilience. And um, to come out like that, come out in the second half and run the ball the way we did, you know, we all, uh, you know, looked at each other in here and, and just committed to it and, and it started opening some things up, you know, uh, versus a team that's really good. You know, I mean, that defense is stout. Special win for us going into the bye, obviously, you know, uh, proving a lot, not to anything outside, but to ourselves, you know, after that loss last week. He's been a chatty lately. I mean, he must be getting tired of paying the fines for yeah. not dealing with us very often. Or but winning, that's all right. winning a lot of games I also think that helps, but puts no, you in a more talkative mode. But he's got mode. a lot to offer. I really do. He's a smart yeah. guy uh, and uh, is making some plays. But now we're going to go back to the defense to finish it up. Uh, Preston Smith again, who said we knew we had to end it. Yeah, I think everybody was locked in. Guys knew, like, hey, we wouldn't rather have no other way than us to finish the game off, yeah. get some stops, and, you know, secure the win. That's what we that's what we came here for, man, <laughs> for big moments like that, to go out there and plan those big moments and execute and get a win for our team. And P. Smith also collected two sacks on the night to get him a career-high 10 on the season. And he and Zadarius Smith apparently had a little contest on who would be the first to get to 10 sacks. So a guy like me, if I would have got a double digit first, I was going to get everybody their own chain with the number on it. But P got to it first, so P going to get the whole OLB group or the whole defense? defense. 
damn. The whole defense Rolexes. So, yeah, that's big. Yeah. The whole defense? whole defense. They helped me, help me get there. The whole defense. Yeah, that is big. Help them get there. Rolex watch times 25 defensive players? Yeah. Not that... Not that either one of those guys would be bad as your secret Santa, but I would say that Preston with the Rolexes comes through. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Nice to hear the last in the locker room again after a rough week as Matt LaFleur's boys hit 8-2 and two at the break. The reality is we're sitting in a pretty decent spot, but you can't take that for granted. As soon as you start getting comfortable, you're going to get beat. And so I know that uh, I think our, everybody – within our football team will have that urgency to continue to press, to get better each and every day, uh, and not take it for granted. You could turn into the New Orleans Saints. Right. At home. What an upset that was without yesterday. A, without a touchdown from Drew Brees, yeah. knocked off by the really moribund Atlanta Falcons, but that helped the pack climb to the number two seed in the NFC. If you are going to be a division winner, if you're going to make a strong, deep playoff run, most teams do not lose back-to-back -back games. They had that stinker, right, against the Chargers. It happens but to everybody. That happens to bounce back and get a big win, especially with that big defensive stop instead of caving at the end to make that play. That builds a lot of character and yeah, confidence yeah, moving and it, forward. And it really helps. It would have been really tough to stew on that yeah. for two weeks. You're now. the number two seed in the NFC right now. Nobody coming into this season thought they'd be where they are right now. I thought they'd be a top seeder. Really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, I did. All right. But Guys in the locker room thought they'd be here, but most of the people on the outside looking in weren't feeling so. that. Well, we'll get more from the locker room perspective in just a couple of minutes. We're live from the turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suite. What a great place to come, especially during the holidays. They're skating outside. The Christmas lights, the lights are up lights outside. Are up, yeah. And the games are going behind us. Come on down and have some fun. When we come back, the king of the Packers secondary, Kevin King, joins us live from the turn when the fifth quarter returns after this timeout. Packers get to 8-2 and two with a win over the Panthers at Lambeau yesterday. And it's a pleasure to bring on our guest. I haven't had him since rookie year, I don't believe. I think he had him back then in 2017. He joined the Packers as their top draft choice. First pick in the second round. Packers traded down with Cleveland to get him out of the University of Washington. And after a couple of uh, tough seasons with some injuries, he is healthy this year. He's played in all 10 games. Yesterday, the leading tackler with nine. He had a couple of passes defense to tackle for loss leads the pack with three picks he's balling in 2019 ladies and gentlemen please welcome husky and oakland native kevin king to the fifth quarter hello kevin how we doing how we doing? i'm good thanks for coming over no problem what a big time finish for you boys on defense last night yeah yeah, yeah it was definitely a good one definitely now, it wasn't exactly how you scripted it obviously mm -hmm. you had them pinned at the 11 they got down there what was the conversation as that drive's going on? I know once they get in the red zone, you guys are super co ultra confident and everything else, but there were some anxious moments there. Yeah, uh, we didn't want it to get that far. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, obviously. We wanted to really get a three and out um, and get the ball back to our offense so we could run the clock out. Um, but, you know, in those situations, that's where, that's where we want to be on the field. You know, we, wanna, we have like a thrive, um, not survive mentality, you know, when, when it comes to those situations. Um, you know, a lot of teams getting those, you know, those two-minute situations or those, you know, situations where you got to finish the game off, and they kind of, you know, they they switch up their calls a little bit. They kind of play prevent, you know. So we try to go out there, you know, run our same calls, um, just go out there and and get it done. It's not the first time you guys have, you know, had those kinds of moments this season. 
getting key stops or takeaways uh, or, uh, you know, uh, finishing like that, despite throughout 60 minutes, mm-hmm. the other guy's making some plays on you. Yeah. Um, you know, Coach does a good job of, you know, letting us know that. You know, those guys are pros as well. You know, they're, they're going to make plays, you know, but it's, it's going to be a four-quarter battle. You know, so we got we to gotta weather the storm. You know, we got to know that they're going to get some plays, but, um, you know, we don't blink, you know, can't, you know, point the finger, get too mad, you know, stuff like that. So we know we got playmakers, you know, all, all, all throughout the whole team. So just got to stay with it. And you had to endure poor Jair. Man, that was six on the <laughs> second snap of that series. Yeah. Fourth down stop and a penalty. How hard is it to kind of recollect yourself, to dig in again and again? I mean, certain situations, you, you know, you put in where you have to. You know, you, you can't really, you know, in the moment, you can't really wonder, like, what if or, you know, oh, man, it's, it's just all right. We got to, you know, we got to strap it up again and we got to go. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we, we'll, we'll get it fixed later. You know what I'm saying? So we got to, while we're out there, all 11 guys are in there ready to, to make a stop regardless of the situation. Eight and two, Kevin. Yeah. That's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, yes, sir. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> How? How was the field condition last night once that snow was coming more in the second half, sticking to the ground? It was really fun to watch on television. What was it like to play in sort of a more slick surface like that? Uh, it was cold, for sure. Stop uh, it. No, nah, it was cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, was, it was great. That's, that's actually like my first time like playing like that. I've, uh, the past two years, I've been on IR. That's right. When, you've uh, uh, you've been all bundled up on the sideline in the cold ones. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, that was my like first uh, frozen tundra experience and stuff like that to like a real cold game like that. So that was definitely a good experience for me. Um, you know, I got my uh, my brother, and my best friend out here, and you know, that was a great experience for them. They haven't really seen you know that too, you know, that snow like that and stuff. So um, it was fun. You know, it was fun. Definitely, you know, slippery out there, but it was. The snow was coming down. Felt like the whole winter wonderland thing. It, it felt pretty surreal. You know, it, it was pretty cool. That's a little foresaid. I mean, that's the first time he's experienced too. And he just kind of was talking about it after the game, saying, "You know what? This is just how you kind of dreamed it would be. Yeah. Snowy yeah. game in Green Bay. Tough game. Big win." Are you able as a player to sort of take in the moment while the game is happening? Say you're on the sideline, the offense is out there. Are you taking in that full atmosphere? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, you know, we, we we talk. You know, saying we're, we're, when we're out there, um, it's crazy. Me and Tony Brown, actually, Will Redmond, we were talking, and Tony looks over at me. He's like, "Bro, like, have you ever seen like a real snowflake? I didn't know that they were really like. If you really look at one, Tony Brown, come on, really? No, no, really. Like, and we all agreed. You know, it was you see a real snowflake, and you know, just a snowflake that you see um, just in, like winter and on Christmas and TV and stuff. It looks exactly like that." <laughs> You know, yes, it, they do. It, it, but it's crazy to actually see it, you know, and it might come down. And I think one, like, came down, like, on my, like, face or something. And Tony was right next to me. He's like, okay, like, stop. Like. <laughs> and, you know, he was staring at it. Um, I'm glad you guys are talking strategy on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we got to, you know, we got we to gotta stay alive out there. You know, we got to have fun. You know, it's, it's, it's more than that. That's one thing about this group, Kevin. You guys are really having fun. And I don't know if it's just the Smiths that came in here and really kind of infused this locker room with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, but uh, there's a genuine enjoyment uh, in that locker room that uh, I haven't seen for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I think it's really everybody. You know, it's a combination of, of guys kind of stepping up and, you know, taking their roles into things. Um, you know, guys being here a year, a year longer, um, really realizing, you know, what we can do. 
um, you know, what we had the potential to do. And so guys are starting to lock in, you know, second year in, in pest defense and stuff like that. So, um, but everybody genuinely likes each other, you know, as people, you know, and, and sometimes, a lot of times when you work, uh, you know, working environment, that may not always be the case, you know, but you have to, you know, regardless if that's the case or not, you know, you have to, you have to make things work. But when you work with some people who you genuinely like, you know, it makes everything so much easier. You know, it's not easy to wake up in the morning when it's cold. We're not going to deal with C every morning. It, it looks yeah, like this, know. but, you know, when, when you when you go into the locker room, you got guys who, you know, who you genuinely like, you know, and it's reciprocated. It, it feels it feels real good. And, and gotta, it feels good to be winning, too, right? I mean, that oh, yeah, just course, feeds that atmosphere. Of course, always, always. And healthy, knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood, Shoulders yeah. done. The groin thing's still. The hamstring, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you got all 10 in this year. That's a huge step for you. Appreciate that. Thank you. And you're, at, and, it's a, and you're a difference maker. As I said, three picks, a lot of big plays, getting your hands on some balls, uh, and a uh, big part of this defense. I think you and Jair have been fantastic on the perimeter all season long. You know, obviously, with the injuries you've gone through, Kevin, physically that's a challenge to overcome, right, to get your body right and get it healthy. Was it also – sort of a mental hurdle for you as well when the injuries just kept coming for you did it mess with your mind that hey i just can't i can't get out there and help this team um i think it just made my faith a little stronger you know hmm. I, I try not to you know question things you know that's out of my control um you know i try to take care of you know what i can take care of in, in any situation but you know god's not gonna put me through something who that he thinks that i can't get out of so you know i try not to I try not to you know question i try not to question that you got it done. What was the plan with Mr. McCaffrey? I talked to Eve today. Ibrahim Campbell, first game back, six tackles. Yeah. Played a little shadow, shadow game. Uh-huh. Thought he played very well. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Ibrahim, uh, he, he played really well. You know, we, we were looking for him, uh, looking forward to him, you know, to come back for, for a long time now. So having him back out there is great. First game in over a year, I think, yeah. for Eve. And uh, was that the idea, just kind of just have him keep an eye on McCaffrey? Um, you know, with McCaffrey, you got to have all 11 on the field have to know where True, he's at. Yeah. You know, um, you can't really leave, you know, your brother out to make a, you know, one-on-one -on -one tackle or, you know, things like that. We have to know that everybody's at the point of attack. Everybody's going to the ball. Everybody's, you know, because that's a, that's a hard tackle, you know, especially in, you know, those type of conditions and stuff. And, you know, he, he's a great back, you know, can make a lot of things happen. So, every, you know, all 11 on the field have to be hunting. 108 yards. I think he had 33 in the air. Uh, and really nothing huge. I mean, he had a couple... 15 plus games maybe uh but other than that down to down from what he's had in the past this season yeah no, yeah, not I mean, bad yeah we're in the business of winning <laughs> so we got we got that done yes, you did. yeah and McCaffrey's really good but you guys have two running backs this year with Jones and Williams that combined put up better numbers yesterday two was better than one. Oh yeah oh yeah now we got we have great you know running backs we have great weapons you know, all, all throughout the whole offense. So um, it, it's fun to watch those guys. What's it like in practices going up against the weapons on the offensive side of the ball? Oh, it's great. You know, it's great. We, we have what I think is, you know, the best offensive weapons in the league, you know, from top to bottom um, in all, you know, all skill positions, quarterback included. Um, so go, going up against, you know, that group, it, it makes us better. You know, it definitely makes us better. Remember Gives you confidence on a Boy. Sunday, right, against whatever opponent you have when you're facing a Devontae Adams and an Aaron Rodgers already during the week. Of course, no doubt. I remember a story that Pet said a couple weeks ago in the training camp. Uh, Jair went to him and said, look, I want Devontae every day just to, 
just to go against Devontae and yeah. his route running abilities and uh, just make him better. Yeah. No, uh, Devontae is definitely the best in the league in, in what he does. Okay. How so? Um, just, just his ability, you know, to uh, just his creative ability, you know, throughout his routes and his physical ability to make that creativeness happen. You know, a lot, a lot of guys don't have that combination, you know, of you know, mind and, you know, body to where that they can actually put those things together. But he, he does, and it's, it's pretty special. He gets open seven for a buck something again yesterday. And like I said, some downfield routes. Get a good sign that the toe is just about behind him. Yeah. So it's not quite there yet. He's going to stick around and continue to work over the bye week and, uh, and hang around and get some rehab on it. But he is certainly on his way, as are the Packers. Uh, Ten down and six to go. Kevin King is our guest. Going to spend some more time with Kevin talking about this Packer defense in the big game yesterday. And, ooh, Niners in a couple of weeks. But we'll get to that in due time. Don't go away. More of the fifth quarter coming up right after this timeout. Hosts, Mark Daniels, Matt Z. All right, we're back. Kevin King, our guest tonight, and talking about the win over the Panthers and what's in front for the guys with six weeks to go. But it's also time for a little fun and games. We're looking for a hot play of the day, brought to you by our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. You guess the hot play of the day, you're going to take home a prize tonight. Also get qualified for a couple of indoor club seats to the Packers home finale against the Bears on December 15th. Let's look for a hot play winner. Who's up first? Marcy is up first. What's your guess? The goal line stop at the end of the game. The hot play of the day was the last play of the day. Here's the snap. Give to McCaffrey. He's hit. He drives forward to the goal line. And is he in? That's the question. The officials are marking no. They are saying no. He's not in. Time is wound down. The Packers have hung on. It's on the review. The previous play is on the review. The After the review of the play, the rule on the field stands. This is the end of the game. And ladies and gentlemen, there is your dagger. Got to get from it in. Wayne, it's I suppose. Yeah, it took all 60 <laughs> minutes. But Adrian Amos, Packer safety, felt it was a fitting finish. Great defense wanted to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? They want to be in a position at the end of the game and, and have it in our hands to, to, to go and win the game. So, um, you know, we've been winning in different ways all season. You know, we've we won in every way imaginable. Um, you know, we came out with the W, so um, that's great, 8-2 and two going into the bye week. Into the bye week. Congrats, Marcy. That was our hot play of the day. The Packers stop at Christian McCaffrey. Where were you, Kevin? What were you looking at? And uh, was there ever a doubt? Um, I was out on the wide side, um, had a receiver. I really had to make sure they weren't throwing it first. Um, and then after that, I just ran to the pile. It looked like he wasn't in, but, you know, I really wasn't sure. Um, then we watched the replay on on the, the, uh, on, on the big screen, and we were just talking about it. Even you know with the receivers uh, from from the Panthers, it was it was out of our hands, you know, at, at that at that time. So we were kind of just talking about what we thought. Um, it was tough because I think it it was it was blocked by all angles. You couldn't really see the ball, you know. So I kind of I kind of knew that regardless if he was in or not, it was hard to overturn it. You know, it, it, it was going to be hard. Were yeah. the receivers from the Panthers you were talking to were they confident it was a score or did they? Did they kind of know, all right, we, we lost this one? Um, you know, I don't think you really want to say that, you know, but <laughs> uh, 
they you know they're, they're trying to put positive energy in the air you know for, <laughs> for, for for it to go their way but it wasn't enough so during, during the review you're on the field how long did it feel like that review was for you did it feel like a long time before they made that final decision uh, I didn't feel too long. You know, it, it started to get colder, you know. but it, it, <laughs> You were ready to go in. It feels you too long. You don't overtime out in the cold for another who knows how long. It was already a long game. Good Lord. So on the field. Well, they, they would have had to get a two-point conversion. Though. I know. Yeah. They still needed yeah. two yeah. more. I agree. Um, that would have been tough. So on the film review today, <laughs> um, there were a couple of guys that were saying, you know, we weren't. Kenny Clark said I wasn't quite set. Uh, Fackrell had to move across the line of scrimmage just to get into that what looked to me like a gaping hole from the press yeah. box when the snap was going. Uh, how did you guys get that squared away? How did you talk about, uh, you know, just handling a pretty chaotic situation? Yeah, um, I mean, those those guys up front did a good job, you know, of uh, eventually getting set. Um, you know, we had watched the play. We watched film today. And I, I didn't even know really what was going on up there until, I, until we had watched it. Um, and it, maybe that helped him. I mean, who, who maybe knows? it did. I think it might have actually, because when I saw it again today, I was looking at it. Kyler was moving along the line of scrimmage, yeah. and all of a sudden the ball snapped, and he slides in and beats the guard before he can get out of his stance. Yeah, maybe that was a, like a, a weird angle. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah really shock blitz yeah. type thing, no question. Uh, but P. Smith was there to help finish it up. A couple of other guys as well. Uh, man, you got three new free agents on that side of the ball, Kevin. You know. Yeah. Preston, Adrian, and Zadarius. I can't think of three guys that have come in as free agents in a long time for this organization and have produced like that. We're up to what? 18 sacks between the Smiths? Adrian's getting his hands on his ball. Probably Tipping had, balls had all the time, pick. Yeah. He had one in Chicago. Uh, helped Tremont get one yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big time contributions from newcomers. Yeah. Um, can't speak enough about those guys. You know, just what they brought to. You know, the, the team on the field and off the field, you know, just the type of leaders that they are. Um, you know, it definitely, definitely helps, you know, when you have those type of guys, you know, leading, leading, you know, leading the way. So um, it's fun to be out there with those guys. You know they're going to make plays, you know, every, every game. And we had Montrevis on last week, and he was saying the neat thing about this defense, outside of Tremont, who we yeah. all love to death. I mean, he's a great, great veteran old guy. You guys are all young. Yeah. You're all almost, you know, within – two or three years apart on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, and it is a real close, young group that's starting to grow together. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tremont's right there with us. I know. Yeah, I know. He runs like yeah, a 20-year-old. Tremont's right there with us. You know, he, uh, we're, we're just as close with him, you know, as, as ever. He's you one know? of my so, favorites. Uh, no, yeah, of course. Uh, but, you know, just, just having that energy, you know, that um, it's young guys bring a different energy, you know, uh, so it's – it's a lot more, you know, but it, that's contagious. You know, that's contagious. So if, if maybe a few guys are not really feeling it, you know, you got, you got a few guys who are. And so, you know, they, 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 get it, they get it rolling. What would you say is the strongest part of your game, Kevin? Um, strongest part of my game? Hmm. hmm that's hard. What, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I like your speed and your length. And your aggressiveness. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can go with that. All right. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> are, you, are you a talker on the field? Jair is a talker. I mean, he's... A uh, talker in terms of... Are you, uh, are you talking to the receivers? Are you trying to get into their heads? Are you talking after you make a play? Jair is... He's very animated. Are you that type of a player? Uh, I can be. 
Uh, I, th I think it all. It really depends. You know, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a guy where you know I have to do that. You know, in, in terms of you know, it, it makes me mad and it makes me you know play better. You know, things like that. Uh, it really all depends. You know, if a guy comes out and he's talking crazy and yapping, then yeah, say we can we can yeah, do that. There's some yeah. yappers out there. I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if the guy come out cool, then I, we, we we can play. You know, there ain't no ain't no problem. So are there are there any receivers over the last couple of seasons that you've picked out as Guys that come out as talkers, yeah. Any names? Nah, nah. Uh, it's gonna have to play him again. <laughs> probably. But, but you guys know those guys, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We know those guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> they do. Yeah. So how's life in this crazy PI world you guys have to live in these days? You know, I saw the one yesterday on was it Lazard on the up route? Yeah. For Kumaro, yeah, yeah. Where he kind of got just the hand on, and the DB stumbled, and the flag flies. And you guys are in a never-ending battle to be physical and see what happens. Yeah, um, I try not to really think about it too much. You know, I try not to let it change my game. You know, um, I actually haven't had you know too many calls, um, you know, passing friends calls since I've actually since I've gotten to the league. It's actually been uh, good for us in, in the sense of. They they catch a lot more on the offensive side. It seems they're looking a little more for the offensive. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. So um, you can really see like the subtleties of you know what receivers do that you know were never really getting called before. Um, that 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 makes you know a pretty a pretty significant difference. The only ones that I think were being were the obvious like rub routes or pick routes. Yeah. Okay. Or blocking downfield. You know as a lead blocker on some of those wide receiver screens or things like that. Uh, but just the, the saber rattling and the physical play, you're all for that, I'm sure. Yeah. You want to get up and on these guys, no question about it. But no change in your process about if I'm too physical. No. You just got to play. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they're going to officiate how they you know, how they're going to officiate. I got to I gotta play the game how, you know, how, how what got me here. So. You're from Oakland. Growing up, were you a Raiders fan? Yes. How do you feel about them leaving Oakland, moving to Vegas? Um, I think it's bad for the city, for the city of Oakland. Um, I think we have some real passionate fans out there. Um, it sucks because the Warriors are, are, well, they left as well. They they went across the bridge. It's 30 minutes, but that's actually a big deal. Um, you know, just um, we, we, we lost a lot, you know, as, as a city in terms of the, the sports and just the fans out there, because I'm sure everybody knows about Oakland, you know, fans just in general in sports. So, uh, <laughs> very passionate, yeah. Very, very yeah. passionate. Did you see Gruden the other night after they beat the Chargers, going into the crowd practically and just going crazy with those people? Yeah. Uh, you could just it. see. I've walked through Alameda County parking lot, you mm -hmm. know, last time you guys were out there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it is Halloween. On a Sunday afternoon, yeah. the way they dress. It's just crazy, uh, and it is such a diverse fan base. Uh, huge Hispanics partying and having a blast. You know, white, black, everything else. They really are nuts, and I, I, I'm with you. I feel bad. I think Oakland's really getting a short straw as Golden State went across the yeah. bridge to the new arena. Uh, the A's are hanging in there. I don't know if they're going to get their way on a new stadium. Sounds like they might, baseball only, but you're right. Yeah. Kind of you're the forgotten city by the bay now. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's actually crazy. I went to, um, and rest in, rest in peace to this guy. Um, it was kind of known as the uh, the Oakland Pirate. 
and he was actually my um, my little league baseball coach. And really? It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I went to a game, and literally I seen this guy like dressed up in like you said Halloween, like literally like the, the spikes, and like everything. everything. Like his eyes were different colors, and <laughs> and he knew who I was. You know, I was a little boy. He knew who I was, and I'm looking at him like, whoa, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. And it, it was one of my baseball coaches, and it was so crazy, and, and like everybody knew who he was, you know. And it was like he was like a staple. You know, and um, like I said, RIP. He passed a few weeks ago, but or a few years ago. But just that that memory, you know, everybody remembers that. So he never showed that type of personality while he was uh, teaching how to lay down bunts or anything like that. He didn't come in full makeup. Completely out of character. Yeah. No, I had no idea. I had no idea. Who were who were your favorite Raiders players when you were growing up? Um. So like Namdi was was a guy that. Like I was compared to when I was in like high school and stuff like that, just being like a a, a longer and rangy guy. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I was more of a fan by default. You know, I, I really was more outside. You know, I, I really wasn't watching too much. Mm. Um, my family were big Raiders fans. And I, that's why when people ask me, I say yeah. You know, by by default. But I wasn't like a huge you know fan of all the players and stuff and stuff like that. But I just it was just black and silver. You know, everywhere. So. It was kind of like a culture type thing. Raider Nation, indeed. Yeah, it is a culture, that's for sure. All right, Kevin King's our guest tonight. Hey, he's heading back to the Bay and his next time out on the field for the Packers to get ready for the 49ers. We'll talk about that matchup and how he's going to spend his bye week. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right for last four. All right, welcome back, everybody. A couple of minutes ago with Kevin. Before we bring him back, we're going to look for the cold play of the day. You already won the hot play. You guessed the cold play. You'll take home the prize tonight from Robinson's and get qualified for that Bear game. All right, Z, we Got. Gene is up first. Gene, what do you think? Well, how could could we actually do the last play of the game and the last play of the half on the same night? I say we do it. I think we absolutely have to. The cold play, yes, the final play of the first half. Matt LaFleur passed on the chip shot field goal with two seconds left from the one. He went for six instead. Yeah, it was gut feeling. I thought we were getting some pretty good push up front all game long, especially up to that point. And I thought we could cram it up there for a yard and it didn't work out. So there was, I know there was a lot of penetration on that play in the backfield. We didn't, we didn't even give ourselves a chance. Williams did not have a chance on that one. General McCoy busted it up and uh, Packers came away empty and it was only 14-10, but they did get the score coming out. Probably could have put the game away, but just didn't work. I was fine with the call. And who's our winner, by the way? Gene. Oh, yeah, Gene. Way to go. You're in. Coldplay winner tonight. I was fine with the call. Uh, Matt showing some confidence. He he had your guys' offense back on that one. Go get me seven. Yeah. Didn't work out, but I like the fact that he let him go for it. I really do. Three would have been nice. Probably wouldn't have needed that last stop at the end, but I still like the fact that he went for it. All right. Kevin, back to the Bay Area for you. 49ers. You going to watch the game tonight a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm curious. I don't see much of those West Coast teams, to tell you the truth, just because I'm always busy watching you guys. But uh, Seattle, San Fran, very good matchup. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. I am too. Looking when you're watching a game, especially you know Monday Night Football, what have you, and it's going to be your next opponent, are you just watching it as a fan? Are you trying to pick up on any little things? Are you taking notes? How do you watch those games? Taking notes. <laughs> no, I ain't taking no notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't taking no notes. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you definitely watch it critically. I mean, I think it's 
it's hard for us not to watch any football game, you know, critically, because um, we're always watching. You know, we, we never watch the ball, you know, when when we watch the film, or you know, it, it's hard to, you know, we're always watching matchups. We're trying to, you know, pick up on little tendencies. Um, but really, we just we just like to watch the talent. You know, we watch our matchups and stuff. We'll we'll dive into you know the scheme and you know what they like to do situationally and things like that. We'll we'll dive in you know as, as the week goes on and you know that's what the coaches are are getting ready for that now. You know, but just just to pick up on you know how guys move. You know, from, from a DB standpoint, how the receivers move. You know, how they get off press. Um, you know, just things like that. How how guys can move. So you're heading back home for the week, huh? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Everybody's blowing out. I know you're in today just for that last film review. And uh, any particular message from Matt on the way out the door? you guys other than the usual don't do anything stupid don't eat you know cheeseburgers all week that kind of thing yeah um <laughs> i think just the whole just the whole theme of it is just that remember you know the opportunities that we have you know ahead of us you guys are in a good spot here yeah you know so good spot. we don't we, we don't want to come back you know and take two steps back you know we, we want to you know, just be on an ascending path so um and that guys are pros you know guys guys know you know, what we have at stake here. Um, in a defensive room, you know, we coach asked, you know, how many guys have been eight and two in this league before? You know, and only only one guy raised their hand, you know, Tremont. Yeah. Um, and so even you know, that's guys coaches included, you know, so um even that little part that really showed us, you know, what what type of opportunities that we have. So just you know, just be smart. You know, just try to remember that, you know, we're a part of this team and we, we have uh we have goals, attainable goals. Yes, you know, the same goals that we set week one are still attainable. You know, in week week ten, week eleven. So um, we got to act accordingly. Good thing. Good thing. What's your first football memory? Hmm. Um, playing Pop Warner um, back back at Oakland. I remember I had two picks in, in a quarter one time. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Did you know at that point, or I'm going pro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that. seven, eight, maybe, whatever it was. Yeah, most definitely. Good for you. <laughs> when did you actually know you really had a shot to play in the NFL? Um, honestly, I like. I never knew what I was going to do, but I, I always knew that I was going to be good at something. You know, I I really wasn't sure, you know, what what it was, but. I kind of never had a mentality of, you know, like a, oh, I never thought I would be here. Hmm. You know, I just thought it was a matter of time before I, you know, before I, before I did something. Um, I think that when I was um, a junior, a junior in high school, um, is it, when I realized, you know, that I could be good at, you know, at a, at a, the high school level, and knew that I was pretty dominant. Um, and then I went to, I went to a camp, uh, the opening camp. And I, I did I did well there, and so those were you know the top one fifty so guys. Others are noticing. That's when others really colleges. Yeah. Others started noticing you, and that kind of probably reaffirmed your belief in you. I would think. Mm, I wouldn't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to say that. Um, I try not to let you know outside influence you know influence you know how I think about you know saying myself, um, but. That, that was definitely when I got put on notice from a, you know, a national standpoint. All right. If you weren't a professional football player, what would you be doing career-wise? Uh, I probably would have tried a few other sports. Um, but, like, besides sports, 
Let's hope you have a long career <laughs> with the Packers. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to be good regardless. I ain't worried about yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to be here for a while. I don't think uh, that's too much of a worry. No, I mean, I, I would be doing some, something creatively, you know, hmm. creating something. That's why it's kind of hard for me to, you know, pinpoint it because I – and I'm not sure what my, my mind would have came up with, but definitely something in the creative aspect of things. Um, you know, art, fashion, you know, some, something like that. You know, probably running my own business, something like that. Things that um, I still plan to do in the future. Good for you. All right, Kevin. Appreciate you coming over. I know you have appreciate a you nice me. week coming up. Uh, enjoy the time off. Stay healthy. Let's see where this thing goes. It's been a fun 10 weeks. Six yeah. more to go. Yeah. See y'all in Miami. Uh, ooh, uh, all right. <laughs> He's not the first player on this show to make that declaration. I agree. Oh, by the way, no declaration. Uh, have you uh, have you picked out? Oh, you're a, just gonna be there no matter what. I it's was just... gonna ask you before you go. Have you picked out a Rolex style from from P yet? Man, look, we going all diamonds. I hope P ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're gonna see. I'm gonna definitely hit him up about that. He, that is not going away no time soon. I promise. I mean, that. Z, Z was wearing the gold chain that he was thinking about getting everybody if he got to 10 first. Yeah, and the then 55, all of a sudden yeah. blurted out, Rolex, are you crazy? But and he, said the whole def- he said the whole defense. He said the whole he defense. So that's what, 24, 25 guys on your side of the ball? You know how much a Rolex costs? Uh, I don't know, five grand, 10 grand? No, I, would just, I, would just I don't know. That's a quarter Mark Daniels, bill. how do you know how much a Rolex costs? Ooh, I've got a fossil right here for about a hundred bucks worth. All right. Hey, Kevin, thanks for coming over. Really enjoyed the visit. Uh, thanks for bringing the guys over as well. Have a great week off, and uh, I'll see you when you get back. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin King, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take one more break. Come back and wrap things up right after this. This is the fifth quarter, live from the turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suites. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, real quick, celebrating our 40th anniversary this month. We're in the 2010 decade. That got off to a pretty good start. Super Bowl 45 it was an honorary captain at yesterday's game and made one of the biggest plays in Dallas. Nick Collins got help from Howard Green hitting Ben Roethlisberger's arm, and the ball floated up into Nick's hands. He weaved his way 37 for a pick six that gave the pack a 14-0 first quarter lead, and I caught up with Nick in the AT&T locker room after that Super Bowl victory. I don't know what happened. All I know, I was I was reading Big Ben. Uh, I saw that ball in the air. I just wanted to make sure I catch it, and uh, I was able to. And I was able to get in the end zone to help help our team win this game. Any way to describe it? Uh, I'm just numb right now. Uh, I don't even know how to feel right now. But all I know is a great feeling, and I'm just glad I'm a part of it. Part of it. I got the Super Bowl 45 program from our friends at Card and Coin to give away when we're done. But before we say goodnight, got a gift card to the Packer Pro Shop from our friends at Robinsons. Who's going shopping? Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. He destroyed Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't deserve it. We're going to see you <laughs> next Monday night with a bye week edition. So I hope you can come back then. Until then, thanks to Kevin. Thanks, everybody. See you. We'll see you next week, everybody.